0: My guest today is a speaker, assistant professor, financial planner, and founder and president of Concurrent Financial Planning. Please welcome Dr. Preston Cherry.
1: Preston, how's it going? Well, I don't know if your audience knows you as RJ, Hey, yeah. <laughs> but good to that see you, works. Rodolfo. Rodolfo, really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Either way, RJ, Rodolfo, either one it's fine. Heaven I thanks.
1: We go back. So <laughs> right,
0: right. Exactly. Yep. So, hey, man, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes. Thanks for the invite. Uh, happy to see you doing what you do. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's how I found you. I love to listen to podcasts. And then I was like, wow, somebody I know, (laughs) uh, another person I know has a podcast. So thanks for having me.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, no problem at all. So hey, let's jump right into this. Sure. What do you
1: do? That is the question. Uh So I am a personal financial planner. So for short, just financial planner. I hold a CFP, which is a Certified Financial Planning Designation, and the way they like to pronounce it is CFP practitioner, so uh, mm. I help, and that's, that's the formal name, I'm, I, and I'll get, to, I'll get to that in a minute too. I'm also a, a financial planning professor at a major university, mm. University of Wisconsin Green Bay. I just started that, matter of fact, because I just, thank you very much. I just finished a financial planning PhD. Congrats so, again. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Dr. Preston Cherry. I right. always, I always <laughs> thought that was cool. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm glad I got to accomplish my dream. I'm very, uh, I live in gratitude every day about that. So, uh, so those are the two things I do. And as far as financial planning, that's the title, but I help households have this transformational relationship with their money. And to put it plainly, RJ, is the way I grew up, we were always reacting and recovering to money situations. Mm-hmm. All right, I call it the R&R. Okay. What I help folks do is let their life lead their money, not their money lead their life. Mm. So it's, what do you aspire to do? And let's go through a transformational process to get there and then maintain that. So- that's the people-to-people the people way to explain what I did.
0: Okay, great. And now, can you talk about just how you got into this? And you own your company now. Is it Concurrent Financial Planning? Is that the name yes, of your con- Yes, yeah.
1: Concurrent Financial Planning. All
0: right. So just kind of talk about how you got into this world and, and talk a little bit about your company and then all you do. You mentioned in a high level, but just all the different things that you do at your company.
1: Sure. So with financial planning too, many folks... Uh, it's just, well, it's, what is that? Right? Mm-hmm. And it really is comprehensive, meaning it covers many things. Mm-hmm. In the public's eye, sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, you know, you just deal with investments. Uh, okay, that's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And that used to be the main crux of getting some advice from somebody that is in this industry. Now, financial planning is a profession mm-hmm. in the financial planning realm, but we cover things like Look, enrollment, employee benefits are coming up. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody knows about the enrollment period. (laughs) So, but to align your employee benefits with what you want to do now, like next year, and across your life cycle, according to how your family lives, medically, life insurance, all these other employee benefits, these perks and these benefits, that could be daunting. Right. (laughs) Yes. Even if those are in practice of doing it every year, it still takes a few hours. To coordinate all that, It does, right? yeah. And we may not be taking advantage of everything. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I with a financial planner, it, it helps. So it's risk management, it's employee benefits, it's retirement, it's accomplishing your a near, mid and long-term goals, mm-hmm. what do those look like? Aligning your resources to do that, your tax situation, cash management and debt management. Okay, those, those things, and even in your estate plan. So you're talking about all of that and you can't do that all at once either. So if you get too much, then you may be overwhelmed and may not enter into a plan, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little coaching and counseling. What's your relationship with money? All that. So that's what financial planning is. Now, as far as how I got introduced into this is, well, I was at Prairie View, my my first alma mater, PV, right outside of Houston, Texas. And I had a mentor and he introduced me into personal financial planning because he had some contacts at Texas Tech University. So mentors, you share with me you have a nonprofit and your passion. And and, and mentors are important. Mm-hmm. So I still have mentors. I'm I'm going on 42 years old and I still mm. I'm still learning every day. Yep. And this mentor introduced me to financial planning and an opportunity, RJ. Mm. He said, You know what, Preston, I think you may be interested in this. Let me take you on a trip. And he took me and a few other students from Prairie View to Texas Tech, and Texas Tech is the Uh, as is known as the leading institution in financial planning. And I was just introduced. I was just made aware. (laughs) And when I got there, I was just taken over about, you know, the establishment. I've never really seen a university that big. And I didn't know it was a thing. And I didn't know it was a thing so much that I didn't even do that thing. I actually came back and was like, ah, you know, I'll do banking <laughs> something like that. And, and I was like, okay. And I took a little breather from it. But I ended up going back in 2006 and getting my master's degree in, in financial planning. Okay. And, I got a, and I got a scholarship during that time as well. Nice. And then I, I worked in the industry for companies, learning my craft, you know, learning what I didn't know. And, right. You know, we, we always, we, we don't know what we don't know. hmm and then I, I did that, and, and that was a period. And then, uh, right around 2016, was a point in my career where I could make choices. Mm-hmm. I could say, okay, what do I want to do next? All right. And I was very appreciative that I had that choice. So I said, you know, I always wanted to, Dr. Cherry sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up going right back to uh, Lubbock, Texas, Texas Tech, and, and getting a, a financial planning degree. And then at that time, RJ, not only was I, accomplishing like, a dream as far as, uh, you know, obtaining this this PhD, I was also going through just my own life journey. And I saw my granddad during this time. And he was uh, fairly ill at this time. and he, he wasn't talking very well. But he would muster up enough energy to say something important, even if it was maybe, like, twice a day. So it had to be important.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And he straightened up one time and looked at me, and I said, Papa, I think I want to open up a business, a financial planning business. And he said he he straightened up, R.J. He said, "I was waiting on one of you jokers to start a business." <laughs> 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 and you know, I was like, you know, right on, Papa. You know? <laughs> so, but, you know, with all that, I was like, you know, why not do it while I was in, uh, in school at the time? Right. So I I launched it in twenty eighteen. And- oh, while you were in school. I was Okay, it was great. it was, it okay. was tough. Sorry. It was tough. It was tough, but you know, I had savings and a little bit resources and everything like yeah. that. So, but still, but still, starting a business is starting a business, right? But to have the vision and, and exercise my personal philosophy, my professional philosophy in the realm of, of financial planning bringing together all of these life experiences, yeah. you know, into one. I have a passion for mentorship as well. Mm-hmm. So bringing it all in and being able to create a vision so I know I could engage with households and, and help them along their journey. That's what bring this all together. And matter of fact, concurrent has a meaning. And I thought about this for a while. The moniker I shared with you earlier, you know, let your life lead your money, not your money lead your life. Concurrently means let your money and your life run parallel with one another. Mm. They are running concurrent. Mm. When they start to intersect and cross paths they start going in different directions. And if they're going in different directions, then you don't have any progress. So there's a reason behind the name too. So that's a little recap of how I've got to this point.
0: Well, great. And that's awesome. I love hearing stories about mentors helping others and and pulling them up. And because I always talk about the importance of mentors. So that's just so cool to hear that mentor comes to you, tells you about Texas Tech, brings you to a field trip out there to talk to you about financial planning. Fast forward a few years, you get your master's from Texas Tech, you get your PhD from Texas Tech, and you own your own financial planning company. That is awesome.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, some, it's something else. And also, too, to do it in, in a manner of, I'm around people that I, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll say this, that it's just a great story, period. However, when you peel it back to being a person of color, particularly Black, there's not many Black PhDs, period. You know, there's not many PhDs, period. So right. I don't, I don't like segueing into race just immediately because mm. if you want to achieve, you achieve. Right. That, that said, I mean, when there's something that needs to be said and be made aware in order to inspire others, then I'll mention it. Yeah. And, and there's a group of Black PhD financial planners. They you know have a PhD in, in financial planning, and it's across this country, and it's about Going on twenty now, but there's five I think in programs right now. But the first one that came out was during about 2007, while I was at Tech, and he's pretty much my best friend to this day, mm. and he's like a he's like a brother, and and he was the first. Mm. He's from more he was from Morehouse.
0: Yeah,
1: and to be laying the foundation for future generations yeah. with all of these uh, intelligent, passionate, purposeful. Like minded, those that live in gratitude and want to pay it forward, yeah. People, yeah, and we're all about p- part of each other's story, then that that's also uh, just a great thing, too. Yeah, no, definitely.
0: You mentioned you have a passion for mentorship, so that's great that you're kind of paying it forward. Uh, you know, you got helped and you're helping others as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and, and then a little bit of that, too, RJ, is you know, being a business owner that's also part of building generational wealth, yeah, not just. You, you can help others and that's and that's great and i I do that through either pro bono work or just different means when you run a business you got you got to do business things right <laughs> and and that does build wealth over a generation. I give you an example you know my niece i don't have any children currently. Now my mom, she wants me to have children like quick, you know, and I'm, and I'm not going to 42 as well. So I'm not trying to be like an old dad. Like I'm not trying to be, <laughs> be Mick Jagger or something like that. <laughs> 70 year old with a two year old. Right. But but I, I do have that feeling, that experience with uh, younger life. My niece is the only human being I've seen. Her nickname is Scratch. I call her Scratch because mm-hmm. she's the only person I've seen been born from scratch. I, I actually saw her birth mm. and I I, so I get that kind of, attachment like my own child you know yeah i know some difference there but to see a human being born and see them grow up as a fascinating thing she's 12 now Mm -hmm. and she gets to see her uncle do things we were talking about this offline but they'll see it they'll be it right and she gets she gets to just dream and do whatever she puts her mind to she doesn't have to be a financial planner but she has options yeah you know and, and she, she's inspired by some of the things that her parents do and that, that I do. And she'll have, a, she'll have to go put an application in for, well, I'll make her put an application just, just so she can go through experience, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> but she can, come, she can go work for her uncle, you know, and then maybe if she likes it down, down the line, I mean, like I said, she doesn't have to, but maybe if she does, you know, she'll, she'll have something that she can grab a hold to a, a, as an asset, Yes, know, as, yep. as a legacy. So that's also important. Uh, and that's part of financial planning.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that's great. Now, you mentioned that you're also a professor. So, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that? And how was that? How did you get into being a professor at a university and all the way into Wisconsin, too?
1: How did that work <laughs> out? <laughs> well, yes. It, it, yes, uh, I'm going to experience my first winter soon. But uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I didn't know, again, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, this right. is where I just allowed life to take me on this journey. Mm. And first was, was the PhD was just always a dream. And, and so the opportunity presented itself, thankfully, and I was able to take advantage of it. Then it was like, okay, what do you do with it? And many people just said, well, quote, unquote, all you could do is just academia. All you could do is teach. And why would you do that? I mean, you're already successful professionally and and this and that. Uh, If you get a PhD, I mean, what's it worth to you? I mean, what's the value? Well, I spoke to another mentor, right? And I shared with her my vision because she, she questioned my, my motives too. She's like, what are you doing? I mean, you need to go be out there with the people. Yeah. You're a people person and this, that, and the other. Go be with the people and do your thing, run a business. And I said, well, this is my vision. My vision is I want to be a speaker. I want to be an author. I want to be a professor. I want to own a, pr- a practice. I want to be a thought leader in my profession. All of those. I, w- I want all of those things in order to have a platform to uh, spread the good word about financial planning. So it was a vision. It was, it had all of those components, okay? And one of them was, is teaching. So I do like teaching. I do like mentorship. So with the attainment of the PhD, then that qualifies me to go teach at a higher education institution. Right. Uh, And then, so one of the things I get to do, which I appreciate, which is build a financial planning program. So you have financial planning programs throughout the country and it's a growing profession, 30, 35 years, something like that. And we're trying to have programs in order to produce young people into the profession and push the profession forward through research and, and all that. So I get to do research as well. Nice. But that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. You know? So just by asking myself a question, RJ, and that was about 2016, I was like, okay, I had this opportunity. And I'm, I I just want to share with folks, that opportunity is available to everyone. It's just sitting down and saying, okay, not worrying about outside perception yeah. or maybe internal fear. And that's okay to have a little, little fear to take a first step, but just say, okay, what is it that, that I would like to do? And what's going to give me the greatest utility and well being and peace, you know, no matter what. And then when you make that decision, set forth on that path. And when I did that in two, 2016, this is where it led me to. And I can't stress that enough about what that moment meant, because you asked me about, you know, unpacking the professorship. It, it started with that decision mm-hmm. and then with a vision, exercising that vision, and then now doing it. It's, it and it's, it's a culmination of everything I've shared with you thus far about being a professor. It's about teaching. It's about showing the next generation what they could do and and, and give them more choices, right? And building something that can extend beyond me.
0: Nice. Wow. I I love that. So you had a vision, you had a goal, you figured out what steps you need to take to get there. And like you said, you made your decision and just set forth on that path and you haven't looked back. I love it. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, I, you know, I I do look back a little bit Mm. to reflect.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, 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 sometimes and just see what you've, how far you've come.
1: Yeah. It's not looking back just to be looking back. I mean, you can't spend too much time in, in the rear view, so to speak. But reflection is key. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? I know what it does for me. It gives me a sense of, of gratitude. Yeah. Because it says, okay, that's where I started. It, and this is where I'm going. It reminds me what the trigger moment was. Right. Because, was, listen, there's been times that things weren't always rosy. Life is not like that. Yeah. I have had some struggles, personally. And it it took some time to get out of that. But see, that's another period of reflection, see? And I'll bring this back home to what do you do, right? What I share with you about having your life aligned with your money, one of the things when I was going through a dark period of my life, I didn't like that my life wasn't aligned with my financial resources.
0: Right.
1: Looking at my bank statement and seeing where these dollars were going, and it wasn't doing me any good. It was unhealthy. And it was proven in the bank statement. Now (laughs) I have to ask for a lot of documents from my clients and, and, and ask them, okay, send me this, send me that. All right. There's one document that I never get back quite quick (laughs) than the others. Okay. They'll send me everything. And that, that document is a itemized Mm -hmm. bank statement. Mm Oh, man. They'll give me that front cover page all day. Right. You know, that, that one that says, you know, Davis minus credits and they give you the account balance. You know, they'll, they'll give me that all day. I'm like, well, this is page one of uh, 19. Where, where is <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why? Because it's personal. Right. It is personal. Yeah. It It is a... Look into mm-hmm. how one is living life. You know, remember Sheet Wallace, he said, ball don't lie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that statement doesn't lie either. And, and that, that's what's also brought me through to this stage too. I wanted to share that transformational process mm-hmm. with others. I went through it myself. That's great. So you're
0: really drilling down into your clients' financials and coming up with a plan and, and goals for them.
1: Yeah. Well, not necessarily for them. See, yeah, But yes, I I, I like where you're going with that. And it's actually, it's their design first. Mm -hmm. Because the first part of the process is uh, many times back in the day, uh, maybe even in the 90s, early 2000s, but particularly the 80s back then, the onus wasn't on figuring out learning about this person first right? What are your goals? What are your values? What do you need now in the short, mid and long term, right? What's your relationship with money past, present and in the future? How can we adjust behaviors and, and habits and, and whatnot? So the first part of the process is to figure out what are your aspirations? What would you like to do? And then those goals are more broad in nature. Okay. Somebody may say, okay, I want to buy a home and I want, I want to be a homeowner or I want to send my kids to college. I want to retire, uh, have a nice retirement.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Okay. Those are fine. All right. Those are more broad goals, but they're not objectives. Mm. So we drill that down a little bit. Okay. Which is okay. What type of home do you aspire to buy? Why are you buying a home? Right. Mm. I just had this conversation with a client. Why, why do you want to buy a home? I need more room for a family. We want to have a, a, another child. We want to go into a better school district, this, that, and the other. Okay. Okay. Now we can turn that goal into an objective, right. right? You know, cause now we have the, the, why we have the connection. We also have where, uh, where we aspire to move to. Then we can put a price on that and then we can formulate a plan to go get that. Right. And so they have laid laid out their goals we as professionals help them refine them into objectives and then build out a plan to go ahead and get that and then continue the coaching and counsel and to make that happen to us. does right so okay yes yes so they define their goals first we just help them do that so yeah we don't tell them what to do right. but that's part of the connective process as well which is once people go through that process they they have the buy in they mm-hmm. they're like ah okay uh, this is why i want to do this and this is also maybe why i haven't been able to do this mm. it's a discovery period right and then we put those numbers and put an action plan for sure and then go ahead and and, and exercise that now that doesn't all happen at once and then here's a relationship with a with a planner you can have a relationship with a planner and just have it for a short period of time uh, for my practice you know i have a, a three and nine and a 12 month relationship with, with certain clients that said, if they want to retain, because um, uh, money don't money don't stop. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. There's there's life events. There's th- there's change. There's growth. There's more aspirations. There's uh, uncertainty. Look, we got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have a relationship with the with the with a planner long term, and and have that person on retainer as well. So people choose that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they choose that as well. So. It's all about a good fit. What do you want to do and find somebody that fits what you want to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like not enough people have two things. Mm -hmm. One is a financial planner and the other is a nutritionist. I feel like those Mm -hmm. are are two Mm -hmm. professions and two people that a lot of people just need in their lives. But for some reason, they don't. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Well, those are two good points. And you know what? We have a pandemic now. Mm-hmm. With, with COVID. The two things that you mentioned are epidemics.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Which are with health. We have a health crisis mm-hmm. and we also have a money crisis yep. in, in, in American households across this country. Mm-hmm. All right. So both of these services, so to speak, are partnerships. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are public goods. Yeah. They really are. It's because they, you, you get those two things right you know you're you're almost halfway there of course yep. you need some some spiritual balance as well yes right and this is what we're talking about ex, you know excelling or progressing the human condition you know just just growing as a as, as a human being and and I'm working on that myself as far as you know nutrition you know mm-hmm. and, and it goes back great point it go it it goes back to discovering what your relationship is with these things your experiences are with these things and what do you want to do to change it to where it matches, you know how you feel now and what you see yourself doing in the future? Yep. Right. And my experience is with, with with food. Hey, just what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I I got to try to turn off the TV. When well, I'm I'm forty some, I'm forty two years old. You know, mm-hmm. I just got to get rid of some old habits. But you yes. know what? Addressing those, and that's another thing. It's addressing those with some sort of uh, courage and vulnerability okay and want to to, to have that that self audit that personal inventory and you ask you know why don't people have these relationships because you have to do those things first yeah you have to do those things first and and it, it, it can be hard yeah but also too uh, there's there's a little bit of shame there's a little bit of regret that's true okay but that said we we uh, sometimes you need somebody to say okay that's okay and I call it the ah moment. And I got it. I kind of got the ah moment from, from Oprah a little bit, you know, when she's on the show and, and, and she was like, you're going to get a new car today. Yeah. And she was like,
0: ah, oh, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I call it the ah moment. And it's three A's, which is first you have to admit, mm-hmm. you know, where you are and uh, whether it be nutrition or money or, you know, and all that. Yeah. Then that can be tough. And then acknowledge your feelings about that. It's okay to have a little shame, a little bit regret, a little bit disappointment, a little bit of say, hey, you can pat yourself on the back and say, hey, I've been doing a good job on that and I want to do better. It does not always have to be doom and gloom. Okay. You can just say, okay, where do I want to go from here? All right. So acknowledge, process your feelings about that. All right. But first you got to admit. And the third one is action. Mm. Okay that's the process necessary in order to progress the human condition whether it be nutrition or in my and in this case finances then we can get to what we need to do right you know and then we get to all that and, and i've been talking about a lot about process and, and alignment and goals and uh designing your life and some people say well when are you going to get to telling me about my money <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, well, I got to, you know, you got to, it's kind of like stretching first, you know, right. I'm, I'm 42, man. RJ, you know, we used to ball back in the day, you right. know, I just can't jump out in the court no more. I got a good, no, sir. I got a, I got a hard six or seven minutes, you know, of, you know, let's go this half court, you know, I'll take you to 10 real quick, <laughs> but then I got to go, but you know, and I'm going to have to stretch too, Right. you know. Before and after. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> so this is the stretching part. Now, when we talk about the nuts and bolts of it, this is where it can be overwhelming. And this is where another part of what I do gets gets involved with people. Okay, now we got that out of the way. It's not necessarily out of the way because it's gonna be ongoing, but now let's get to this. For example, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. This year with COVID, and we've had two federal acts, Secure and CARES Act. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking about the people that have to go through, and I want to acknowledge those folks, you know, COVID is really affecting people that are having yeah. furloughed, reduced income we have to we all have to live differently right now and that's okay but we're, it's about compassion and we and, and if we just do what we need to do and take care of one another make, we can get past this people've had people sick they've had people passing too as well so I want to acknowledge uh, all of that and don't want to make light of that that said too if you're not going through those things yes we have to live uncomfortably for a minute but as i've shared with many uncertainty is certain mm. uncertainty is certain. It's always going to happen, you know? Uh, So we have to, we have to prepare for it. So with COVID, all right, well, what are some of the things that we can do financially or something that are available to us that we can take advantage of? Well, if you do have the money absent all the things that I just mentioned, the secures act allows for the tuition reimbursement that you may get from your employer. And This is available tax-free if your employer offers it because it's in the uh, Internal Revenue Code. It's generally, and it increases a little bit year by year, but the last couple of years has been the same. So $55,250. And usually that gets transferred from the employer to the employee for education assistance as income tax-free. Okay. That's been on the books for a while. With the SECURE Act, it says, okay, this year we're going to allow employers to extend that to employees to cover student loan payments, Mm. right? Up to $5,250. So essentially, if you had some side pocket money and your goal was to pay down your student loans, well, that's a little known fact right now to where you can actually come out of your pocket $5,250, pay, put it on your school loan, right? And then get reimbursed from that tax-free From your uh, employer, and that's just this year. But see, those are the type of things that a professional could help you with. Now you can do your own investigation, and and come across that. That said, that's as as rare when you dig down into the weeds like that.
0: Wow. See, and that shows you right there the importance of having, you know, you go to a doctor because the doctor specializes in certain parts of your body and they they are the expertise in that. So you go to that. You go to a plumber because they're expert in, you know, plumbing in your house. And People need to go to a financial planner. They're experts in these type of situations that we don't know at all. So, and the same thing I say with nutritionists, we think we know what we're eating and why we're eating it. And No, we don't. So mm-hmm. you know, it's great that you gave that example. That really shows why we need to hire people like you, hire financial planners.
1: So. Right. Well, I appreciate that. I just wanted to share a nugget because, you yeah. know, there's some folks who... Like, man, you've been, you been having all this feeling conversation. You know, what, what you going to get me? <laughs> but, not, but you know, it's, hey, I'm all for it, you know? Right, hey, right. You got to, you got to, if, you, if you're always ready, you ain't never have to get ready, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, those are the type things. And i, I give you another one, too, uh, which is, oh, my goodness. I tell you, I love health savings accounts, mm-hmm. uh, which are HSAs and also like FSAs. Uh, which is flexible spending accounts. And this year, you know, the government's going to try to make this permanent. You can actually, because of COVID, you can actually use both of those accounts, which are available through your employer. And you can, you can have an HSA outside of your employer as well. But they allow to a tax-free withdrawal for over-the-counter medicines without a prescription. Mm. All right. You know, your NyQuil's and everything like that, right? Woman products and, and, and the like. That's what's been allowed before. So, but this year, because of the pandemic, mm. they're opening those things up. I mean, so at yeah. the end of the day, you you, you, you well, put money into these accounts tax-free, mm-hmm. okay? So pre-tax, I guess. Pre-tax is the word. Yeah. So your full dollar is going to this account, mm-hmm. and particularly HSAs, it can it can has the opportunity to grow, all right? Then you get to take it out tax-free if you use it for a qualified expense, mm-hmm. Well, my goodness, if you got now, you've been sick recently, or you you go to the store and you have to get some mucinex or something like that, I, I mean, this stuff is expensive. Right. You know, so that that's $100 that I know it's just $100, but shoot, I mean, why not? Why not have it pre-tax and have it come out tax free and pay yep. for those over-the-counter medicines, yep. right? So those are the type things that, and I know those are just small, small scales, but here, I'll show you one more, and which is this is another reason why I opened a business. Mm-hmm. The internal revenue code uh, shapes our society. It incentivizes yeah. certain behaviors and owning a business is one of them, okay? Mm-hmm. And I talked about my niece a, a lot and, and I always, people, man, you talk about your niece a lot. I, I got a t-shirt that says I'm the coolest uncle in the world. Mm-hmm. I wear a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a cool thing I get to do with with her. I get to employ her I'm gonna have her transfer some of my social media contacts to another social media platform. Right. And I'll be able to give her earned income for that. Mm-hmm. And if you have earned income, then you can open up a Roth IRA. Okay. Now there's some other things you have to do in here, but I'm giving you the high level here, but that she'll be able to do that because she has earned income. And then she opens up a, a Roth IRA. She takes some of that earned income that she has and deposits it to her Roth IRA. Now you can do hundred dollars, $200 okay, $300, whatever it may be for right now, mm-hmm. okay? Let's call it $500 as a round number. Let's say she does that all the way until she's 23, 24, all the way through college, right? Well, then she gets to extend that. She's always She already has the behavior, the practices, the values of saving, this, that, and the other. Then she gets her first job. Then she continues to put money into that, to that Roth IRA, right? All the way until 60 years old. Just doing that, all right, that exercise right there is worth about three to four, five hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Just mm. right there. Mm. Just, just right there. All right. Now, if you increase that to a couple of thousand and and meet the limit, yeah. you're talking about a million because you've had time. She started at twelve. It's all the compounding interest. Yeah. And- all day long, yep. all day long. So those are the type of things. So those are the three things I gave the audience right there. But yeah. those are, there's a whole bunch, you know. But you know, so you have the you have the emotion part of, it and you also have in the guidance and the coaching, and you also have the hard numbers, and, right? You know, yeah. And, and like Biggie said, more money, more problems. <laughs> all right. <laughs> just those couple of three examples, just multiply that by, you know, a hundred right. as you, as you move up the, you know, the net worth and income scales. You know? Right. so there's all, there's all kind of complex things that you can do. So cool. So, yeah. So I actually had fun talking about that. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for those nuggets, man. That was great. So, Hey, let's talk about what a typical day
1: looks like for you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the thing about it is, is, People ask all the time: "Is well, I want to have a business, so I won't have a boss." And I'm like, "Ah, okay. Well, when you're at the job, okay. I not. I've been a corporate America myself. I've had several jobs, you know. And I, yes, I have. I have a boss, but when I go out and have a business, I have a whole bunch of bosses. You know <laughs> what they're? You know what they're called? <laughs> <laughs> clients <Fight>. <laughs> <laughs> right you know so so I, I typically i try to and we all get better as this as professionals so there's a couple of you know tricks you can do like block scheduling and, and whatnot And since i have several things that i engage in like the professorship um, i sit on a few boards mentor and then the business and then the clients so i have to segment i have to segment and you know I'm trying to produce content like you are. I'm trying to I'm trying to be R.J. R.J. Jr. <laughs> trying to get some trying to get, get some content out there, and and so that that all needs to be segmented. Mm-hmm. So a, a typical day for me will look like, for instance, tomorrow I, I have to teach tomorrow, so I'll have to I have to get up, emails for a couple of hours potentially, then uh, it's preparing for class, then it's teaching class, then it, then it's I may have tomorrow is, or my school day is all about school. So Mm -hmm. I'll have, I'll book meetings in there that deal with school, you know, my committee meetings and this that day. Then I'll teach another class and preparation and whatnot. And then I'll answer emails at the end of the day. Now, then a practice day for my practice will be, okay, well Fridays. Okay. And I have an automated calendar on my website and whatnot. So I block those times out for clients and prospects. So if you want to have a prospect call, then I handle those on Friday morning in a block. Okay. And then I'll do service on the financial plan for a, a three hours, okay? But those things are scheduled. And then, of course, you're gonna have random calls in and things of that nature. And you, know, you have resources to handle that, like maybe an assistant and, and whatnot. Um, so those will come in. However, those are handled at a time as well. So as to not interrupt what you're focusing on, because if you take, take I'm sure you've experienced this, where you have a focused period of time and then something comes in there, one, two things, and then you don't get what you actually need to get done. And then it, then it's a, a snowball effect because now you got to carry that over to the next day. And yes, we carry things over to the next day all the time. But if you're efficient at that, which I do, which is segment my board time, my school time, which is teaching, my client time, my prospect time and all that. So uh, you ask me what my, what my day looks like. It's very scheduled and, and try to be regimented. Now there's going to be flexibility in there. Obviously, so I don't have to, you know, those are are the things I don't have to do. It's not like I'm punching a clock or something like that, but it does keep my productivity disciplined to where when I am speaking with a prospect, speaking with a client, speaking with a student at a meeting, whatever it is, I'm present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so Yes. Yeah, so particularly with the financial planning, it does involve all those things, right? I, I have to run a business, build a business, yeah. serve a business. Yeah. All right. So those things, like for instance, oh man, you know how many QuickBook transactions I got right now that need cleared out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You can't laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm in the process of, of hiring somebody for that too because you, know, you can't do it all. You got to be right. able to delegate. So I'm actually scaling up the firm next spring. So I'm in a growth mode, which I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to hire a couple of interns in 2021. And I'm mean, I getting some more resources as well uh, for particularly a particular bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. And I already have an accountant and all that type of stuff. So uh, as your business grows, so too the resources that you need to be yeah.
0: successful. Well, awesome. I love seeing that growth. All right. Now, can you talk about what skills and characteristics are important to be a successful financial planner?
1: Sure. So now uh, people can be a part of this profession in in many ways. Uh, You don't necessarily have to be client facing, Um, you know, in my firm, I would love to have a, a, wow, who who knew that a a social media, you know, executive or specialist or all that would be a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it it is very much the return Mm -hmm. on investment to have somebody talented Mm -hmm. to do that day in and day out. There is a return on that all day long. So I would love to have one of those for full time. So somebody could, that loves marketing could do that. Yeah. Compl- compliance, mm. okay, which is you know operations, all that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a client facing. You know, Maybe you want to analyze investments internally. Somebody, a firm may specialize in that. So you need talent for that as well. So there's many, many things. I just want to put that out there. Now, as far as being a client facing or interacting financial planner, mm-hmm. well, you you have to have some soft skills. Right. You have to have some innate things mm-hmm. that, that, you, that you like. I mean, Michael Jackson practiced the moonwalk, but he just moonwalked. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, I like engaging with people. I like trying, I like uh, specifically, you have to have a want to understand folks. Yeah. L- listening, RJ. Oh, my goodness. Mm. L- listening, listening intentionally all right, to, to learn about folks so you can help them. Uh, and their and their financial journey. So, listening, uh, good communication skills, being suggestive, not instructive or telling someone mm-hmm. something to do. All right, uh, you, you know your language may be okay. You may want to consider this. Mm-hmm. Right, here are here are the three or four trade-offs. So Let so let's look at these and see what one resonates with you. Right. So communication skills. Uh, so those are those are the few things. And also now there's some also concrete things that you have to uh, attain now uh, to be a financial advisor, so to speak. Now, and that's dealing with investments. You have to get certain licenses like series seven and 63 and whatnot. If you want to offer insurance, you have to get an insurance license from your state. Now, anybody can call themselves a financial advisor, but this is why you want to look at their, their, their background. Now for financial planners, you don't necessarily have to, have a Series Seven, but you do have to be registered, okay. Mm. Which is my firm is a registered investment advisory, an RIA, and I'm an investment representative underneath that RIA. So I'm registered with the state as a advice firm, okay. So those are some of the things. You don't have to have a financial planning degree, however, that would help, okay. Yeah. But you can have a, but under a grad degree, yes, in order to get the CFP designation. Yeah. Right? that's that. That CFP designation is is right now is, is the standard. However, there's some other designations that can send the signal, like the Chartered Financial Consultants, that's the CHFC. Mm-hmm. And there's several other designations that can give a signal that helps the public understand what you specialize in or whatnot. But look for the CFP, look for some experience, right? Because in order to get the CFP, you have to satisfy these knowledge domains. Okay, domains. And what that takes is is six classes, okay, at a university or a program that offers these six classes and that those classes are fundamentals, investments, tax, retirement, estate, estate planning, and a capstone course that wraps all that up mm-hmm. okay And then once you have that, then you are eligible to sit for the CFP exam and then you have to go about getting experience. So those are the some of the things if you want to you could be a a young person going through a uh, university system or you can be a career changer. All right. Cause there's uh, classes offered online at different universities and certificate programs. So you can be a career changer. However, it is going to take a time dedication. You're talking about 18 to 24 months at least in order to just get through some of the things that I was just speaking with. Right. So 18,
0: to yep. 24 months. Okay. All right. Yep. Now, can you talk about what you love about what you do?
1: Yeah, and I kind of, I love that. I love love, you know, <laughs> it takes, I know that sounds, that sounds cliche, but, you know, it takes so much extra energy to do the opposite, right. to extend hate on another human being. Now, some people, they deserve some hateration. They just bring it upon themselves. Right. They got some, hate- what did I, I forgot who said that, hateration and some holleration, you know, <laughs> 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 but uh, uh, on the, on the whole, it just feels good to love, right? Yeah. And you have to. You asked me about what it takes in order to do this job. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to be loving you, and you have to love someone else. And that's like the crux of life insurance, or or just income. Period. All right. It's it's about purpose. Right. If you have a household and you have loved ones, all right. Sure. Hey, listen. I like the uh, I like the occasional you know nice suit and all that, this that mm-hmm. and the other. But that's not my purpose. Right. Right. Somebody loves me and I love someone else, right? And so you ask me, what, what do I love about this job uh, or this career, which is, and, and even teaching and whatnot, yep. it's, it's, it's seeing people uh, get the opportunity to do something that I've experienced in my lifetime a couple of times, actually, which is to have an aspiration, have somebody introduce you to, to that, Mm-hmm. with some resources, show you a pathway and then help you along with that. And then that person gets to, gets to be in their journey, you know, whether it be financial, you mentioned nutrition, you make a uh, career, whatever that may be. This is what I love about what I do mm-hmm. is to help people, particular people that pay, you know, <laughs> but no, but no, but, but no, help people. Cause you know, students, they don't have to pay. None, none, they, listen, help people get on their journey because that's what that's what not-for-profit work volunteerism is about you have to have a purpose and it's not always about self and self health is important you have to put your mask on first no question all right but that can't be the only reason so helping people on their journey right, if they created a life design then if i'm part of that story that's a gift that's a gift. Yeah. And it's a, it's a transformational process. Yeah. Getting your money and getting your, getting your financial household in order. Yeah. Oh man. And, right. and doing, it gives you me, I see some of my friends, I, I, we have some common friends cause we went to high school together back in the day, but you know, seeing some people, you know, they on trips, right? Their family, they're up hiking in the mountains, you mm-hmm. know, they skiing and they at the park fishing mm-hmm. and you're doing all this and all that. Listen, that took a process mm-hmm. that took dedication that took purpose. That took aspiration. Mm -hmm. That took intention. That was a design. And it took work. But look at the fruits of that. So that's what I'm talking about right there. I had a comedian friend one time. He said, an old old black man has a common saying across the globe. He said, you meet an old black man, they're going to say this all the time. And it's true. He said, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very true. So I will wrap it up with that. I'm saying, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what and that's I'm it. talking about right there. <laughs> well, I like that.
0: And I like talking about helping people with their journey too. That, you know, that's great. Now, what about on the flip side, though? What challenges or obstacles are out there for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because we talk about all the, the good side about many things, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, people share all the time It's like open up a business. I was like, okay, not everybody's meant out to be a business owner. Okay, There's something to be said about going out, joining a firm and building up a a And you can still build your finances up that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, one, one thing that you have at a corporation that you may not have in a business right away is health <laughs> benefits. You better get those benefits, mm-hmm. all right? So, but there are some obstacles and I've had to deal with personally some racial barriers, mm-hmm. right? And navigating those. As far as finance planning, when I talked about the 18 to 24 months, there's been some financial barriers for some mm-hmm. as far as a barrier to entry there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of scholarships out there uh, well i wouldn't say a, a lot but there's there's enough right now and it's growing particularly with the social climate we have i'm, I'm part of a, a foundation called quad a foundation it's a a a a for A's uh, foundation and i'm on the board of that which our mission is to scale up financial planning programs at historically black colleges in order to uh build a you know a, a resource for young people to get into particularly young people people of color to get into the pipeline and also, and, and get into the profession as well. So right. raising capital and resourcing those, those things. So all of that are barriers to entry, even for career changers. All right. And that, and that's just not for people of color either. It's for everyone that's trying to get into this profession. All right. And the time commitment, like, for example, I mean, I taught CFP review and these CFP classes uh, on hold. whole. And I teach them again now at a university. And, but i taught them to young people, but I've also taught them to mid-career folks. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, for those with a developed household, one of the barriers is time. One of the barriers is time, and, and making that career change, you have to sacrifice for a couple of years in order to, to do what you want to do, right. right? So, it, uh, you have to plan with your household, you have to plan with your spouse, and your and your and your children if you have a developed household already. So, at, at time, and then adjusting the 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 financial dynamic while you're pursuing this, that's also. Hard yeah. to do. One of my friends had to had to do that, but he, he got through. But it's, and, you know, he had to get through a couple of years in order to, uh, in order to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. So those are some barriers. And also, too, I would say, and this is not uh, to deter anyone from from this profession. It's but this is anything, R.J. Is allowing yourself to develop and learn your craft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, we're fast forward into all the rosy parts, right? But you're gonna get some egg on your face. Yeah. All right. Many people have talked about, this is all, you know, you can buy a self-help book 70, 80 times in a row. All right. They're all going to say the same thing pretty much. All right. And it, listen, we all know about failing up. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, you, 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 fail, but you, you, you learn from that and move forward and use it and leverage it. Right. Uh, but, but you have to allow yourself to know that that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. But all that does is sharpen, uh, sharpen the sword sharpens the edge. All right. And then you get better at your craft, be patient and learn your craft. And then, you know, then the, you get to excel and, 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 and be great at what you do. Uh, so I guess patience would be another one. Um, and, and the willingness to learn your craft would be another one. So all all of those in, in a, in a nutshell. Okay. All right, great. I like
0: that. Be patient and learn your craft. And yeah, time, money, allowing yourself to develop and you know, with you, the racial barriers that you had to go, had to address. Um, now, what about any, do you, do you have a memorable moment that sticks out to you in your career?
1: Mm. You know, um, I, there's a couple and I, and I'll share some highs and lows. And, and uh, many people ask, okay, what to look for in a financial planner or look for in a lawyer or look for anybody that you hey. If somebody's going to come by and do your drywall or something like what do you look for in order to get a professional? As far as a mentor is concerned, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have anybody sharing with you the truth and some of the, some of the, 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 the downturns, yeah. and you don't have a mentor, because right. <laughs> you, need, you, need you need somebody to real talk, or a friend for that matter. Right. So you asked me about memorable moments. I'll start with something on the low side and get to the high side and finish out strong. You know, uh, James Brown style. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the most memorable moments uh, I, I had during my transitional period, this was in my late 20s and early 30s, and this just took a while, uh, was the misalignment of my fundamental being with my being that I was, who I was trying to be externally. It, it was misaligned. It caused a lot of pain. However, that period allowed me to get to a point to say, well, I don't want to do this anymore, mm. okay? And then that opened up starting, you know, it's kind of like getting the front-end alignment on the car, okay? Yeah. Then, my, then my direction started getting a little bit more straighter, mm-hmm. okay? So, and I shortened that way up, but that's like a seven-year period right there, mm. okay? but So I'll share that, but it, that allowed me to, to do what I'm doing today. On the happier moments, you know, wow. Uh, <laughs> my niece, she she shared with me when I graduated this earlier this year. And we had to have a, a COVID co- commencement. So we didn't get to have an in-person commencement. So we had it online and she watched it. And she was like, Uncle Preston, I love seeing you graduate virtually. And then she sent me a video, RJ. And she said, look at this video, Uncle Preston. I went and researched texas tech and they have an aquatics department they have an equestrian department uh, i can explore these things and i did my research and i was a phd i, I love that you know she said she did her research right yeah. she did her research she shot a video and sent it to me she goes i want to do what you're doing oh wow oh man dude i've I, man yeah Look, so <laughs> <laughs> so that right there and then that extends to some of the people I've mentored, like students, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've come back to me and say, Dr. Cherry, you've helped me do this and that, yeah. and, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, wow. You know, or with with clients, they live in testimony. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, wow, I just didn't know it was like this and, or, or whatnot." Uh, look, at this, look at this trip I was able to do. Look at this conversation I was able to have with my with my kids. Look at this conversation I was able to have with my spouse. Look at these uh, things we were able to accomplish over the first, uh, you know, this first twelve months. I mean, those are the things. Yeah. Uh, those yeah know, most yeah. memorable. And and I would say my grandfather, my my father, and my parents, right. I, I shared that here's another memorable moment, and this happened when I was 16. You remember that there used to be an Eckerds around the corner. At,
0: yeah, at, uh,
1: <laughs> that was West, my first job. West Road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. even closer, there was another one at uh, Cybernut Houston back in the day. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, there, that was my first, first job. Okay. And I brought, here's my introduction to financial planning. So, I brought my first check home and i looked at it and i was like man i was like pop man who's this FICA person man they all up in my pocket. <laughs> they all they all up and through my pocket you know so but pop said hey man you got to pay the tax man you know mm-hmm. and but he also said right then he said listen son he said i i'm no longer going to buy your toiletries all right uh, your toothbrush uh toilet paper some soap and whatnot and I was like, man, pop, you're going, you're going to have a young brother out here funking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he said, you know what? You ha- here it is. This, this is teaching you responsibility, mm-hmm. right? You have to pay tax first, all right? You have to pay yourself, which is the, you know, at the time, you know, where the check was like, what, you know, $120, mm-hmm. you know, right? right? <laughs> but hey, but hey uh, throw yourself $10 or $20 in a, in a savings, you know? Right. And then he was like, okay, then you got to take care of your household, your mm-hmm. needs, He's trying to teach me priority. He said, "Go get that toothpaste," and you know that this, that, and the other. Because you got now making choices. Because you know I'm sitting here wanting Colgate and all this other stuff. Right, you right. know now I'm now I'm over there, man. Let me get some of this a quake. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but but those were that, that was my introduction. You talked about that moment. I remember yeah. that just like it was yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's that's good lessons, man. Right there.
1: Yeah, he chopped it up real quick. Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: Mm. I that like that me to this day. Yep. Yeah, man. Two great moments. I love that. I love it. So, all right. Hey, Preston, we're at the end of this interview. This has been great. Before we go, though, I want to ask some quick hitter questions for you for fun, okay. just for sure. people to get to know you a little bit better. But before we do that, though, is there anything additional that you want to talk about or anything you think I might have left off asking you?
1: Oh, uh, no, man, this was this was great. I really appreciate this conversation. It, it's, it's cool doing podcasts with people, you know, because it just flows yeah. out. Right, so, right. <laughs> I really appreciate you hit everything on the head. I've been listening to your podcast. Kudos to you and your, and uh, your shows. You. I've been listening to all the other guests. They've been inspirational as well. So uh, thank you for what you're doing.
0: Uh, thanks. I uh, appreciate that. It means a lot. All right. So quick hitter questions. First question. What's your favorite sports team?
1: Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Everybody that
1: right. knows, knows me knows that. So
0: yeah, uh, you know I'm happy. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You're happy. <laughs> you got a quarterback for uh-huh. the ages. All right. Favorite movie or show?
1: Favorite movie would be I have two, Malcolm X and Love Jones. Mm,
0: good ones, yeah. Favorite musical artist or group?
1: Oh, okay. So, a uh, musical artist. Okay, so this is who, just who I love listening to as far as just one person. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I love me some Keith Sweat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Keep. Oh man, yeah. man keep oh, now for, on the whole genre page, is like. Yeah, yeah, hold on, man. Oh, yeah, the yeah. aura and the B. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some old school key sweat. I'll be down yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. All right. And favorite vacation spot?
1: Oh, vacation spot. So, you know, I haven't got to travel much and I can't wait to do more and more traveling. Right now, oh, my goodness. Santa Barbara mm. is is beautiful. Yeah. It is a beautiful place. Yes, yeah, Santa Barbara, California is, is off the top of my head. All right, and favorite food or drink? Hmm. Okay, so food would be chicken Alfredo. A good, a yeah. good uh, chicken Alfredo. Oh my goodness! Got to, got to have that cream sauce. Got to put it in there. Everything. Yeah. All right. Maybe a little cajun seasoning. Okay. And <laughs> and a drink. <laughs> drink. Oh my goodness! A cold glass of lemonade.
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: With, with a lot of ice, with a lot of ice. With a lot of ice, yes. okay. <laughs>
0: well, hey, Preston, <laughs> this has been great. I just, I love everything you're doing. Love how you're making a difference in so many people, your mentees, your clients, everyone. And just congrats on all that you've done, man. Congrats on all your accomplishments. You know, very happy for you. And uh, thank you for coming on to this podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks, RJ. We'll see each other.
0: Hey, but before you go, is there any way that people can go to find out more about your company and to contact you? LinkedIn, email, oh, yeah, anything?
1: Absolutely. yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for that. Thanks for yeah. that. Uh, so, Doctor Preston Cherry—that's my Twitter handle—and mm-hmm. you can search for Preston D Cherry, and you'll find me on LinkedIn. And also have uh, Concurrent FP—that's financial planning. So, ConcurrentFP.com is the uh, is the financial planning site. Great. All right. Thanks, Preston. All right now, talk to you.
0: Thank you, everyone. If you have any comments or questions or would like to be on the podcast, please reach out to me on Instagram at Rodolfo Cooper. Thank you. Bye.